Hello listeners, welcome to the BL Portfolio podcast coming from Business Lines in-house research team. At BL Research Bureau, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance and other financial products as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. Equity markets have been volatile. Unless you are cautious in ensuring objectivity in decision making when it comes to investments, you can be caught completely on the wrong foot if the market begins to decisively move in one direction at some point in time. Research shows Decision making is plagued with cognitive bias that is limitation in objective thinking that is caused by the tendency for the human brain to perceive information through a filter of personal experiences and preferences. Investment decisions are no exception while luck might eclipse a poor investment decision and make it appear as an excellent one in a shorter time frame it definitely wears off over time. Being aware of your biases will help you assess your true investment skills and tell you how you must invest based on your temperament. To discuss more on this subject, we have Hari Vishwanath, Chief Research Analyst. Hi Hari. Hi Kumar. Hari, can you start off by explaining broadly how these biases play out with some real life examples? Yes. See, we have extensive research that has confirmed our decision making is plagued with cognitive biases. Okay. And... Uh, Needless to say, this is widely prevalent in stock markets mm. and the bane of many investors. Okay. The thing with stock markets is it's very easy to enter, mm. Mm. right? But playing it is difficult. Yeah. There are many fields where entering itself is difficult. Mm. The thing with stock markets, it's so easy to enter, True. especially in the world of uh, today's uh, mobile trading apps, mm. Mm. zero brokerage accounts, etc. Mm. It is easy to get in hmm. and make impulsive buying decisions without processing all the information. Okay. So, for example, the day Russia attacked Ukraine in February, hmm. markets opened with a gap downfall and many investing minds would have been trying to make decisions on what to do. Okay. Uh, this was a very significant event. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, but many were trying to process the decision quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Some would have exited out of fear the crisis will escalate. Some would have bought thinking the gap down in stocks was an opportunity. Yeah, true. So to some extent, these decisions would have been influenced by cognitive biases. Mm. No one at that point in time really knew how long and how severe the war and its impact on global economy will be. Correct. But in buying and selling stocks, people were trying to make a call on that. Yes. One would ideally require a lot more time to process the data, Mm. but this is how investing is done. Mm -hmm. Now the problem is, Mm. when markets recovered post the initial phase of the war, Mm. and Nifty went up to 18,000 again, Mm. those who bought on the dip in Mm. February and March Mm. would have felt good about their investing acumen. Mm. But Nifty is back to being below 16,000 again. Thus, if you actually see, there are many random events at play and luck, whether good or bad, can be misinterpreted as skill. Mm. And one needs to very clearly differentiate. Mm. The best way in which this differentiation can be assessed is over a long period of time. Okay. okay. Over many years of investing. Okay. So uh, one needs to see whether one is successful in investing year after year. Mm. Many hedge funds have long-term assessment of performance. Mm. Mm. And this is one way to assess uh, and differentiate between luck and skill hmm. if you are not if you are caught on the wrong foot that is if you mistake luck as skill hmm. the consequences will be severe hmm. simply because if your investing success was built on 
good luck mm. it usually does not last forever mm. and at some point of time this will turn out to be a nemesis mm. the risk is that if you have your good luck playing out for a long period of time early on in your investing life yeah your corpus is act- in in investing is actually increasing true and uh, you have more at stake when the good luck uh, runs out okay okay so which is why it's very important to differentiate mm. and uh, be uh, and uh, try to assess where we are biased and accordingly uh, take decisions okay. in investing okay okay yeah luck definitely plays a pretty big role in a lot of people's lives especially investing yeah. but uh, coming to the biases part now clearly biases uh, can really impact your investing outcome isn't it so yes. can you tell us about which are the biases that investors should be wary of yes uh, see uh, there are many uh, biases uh, many some which are very common one mm. of the most common is herding bi- uh, bias okay people usually follow the herd actually mm-hmm. and when they see everybody around them getting rich they too want to mm. which is something that has happened since one could say march april 2020 yeah the markets were moved up mm-hmm. uh, people saw an opportunity they went in and their initial investments were validated mm. and uh, there was an explosion in the opening of dmat accounts mm. right uh, but then uh, one thing that i am reminded of is this uh, is one nice quote which is attributed to philosopher seneca mm. uh, he says the important thing in life mm. is not to be in the ranks of the majority mm. but to ensure one is not in the ranks of the insi okay so it's not about majority it's about uh, uh, preserving your insanity sanity, sanity. Uh, so it's about uh, so uh, sometimes herding can be beneficial mm. there is this wisdom of crowd and uh, there are times when uh, herd be- behavior actually identifies market trends ahead okay but one should be careful to identify where the border is being crossed from assessment of data to uh, getting into uh, euphoric phases in the markets mm, mm, mm. Uh, so uh, so actually if you see uh, herding bias is something uh, that one needs to be wary of but in the current context mm, mm. Uh, i would say investors need to be uh, wary of two particular uh, biases mm-hmm. one is uh, hot hand fallacy okay uh, this is because what investors have seen is that since the depths of the subprime crisis in 2008 and 2009 mm. we've had the longest bull run true true and uh, investors have seen every dip buying every dip mm. paying off paying off yes so you are conditioned to believe that buying the dips is a successful ultimately strategy. markets are going to rise yes mm. but this whole thing happened during a prolonged period of easy monetary policies mm. which is now completely reversing we are having inflation uh, in developed market that they have not seen in the last 40 years mm. so this time uh, how things play out is going to be different mm. so this uh, hot and fallacy basically means you expect the past trend to play out okay that may not play out i'm not this dip is not the buying opportunity mm. but it may prove prove to be a trap mm. we don't know yeah so make sure when you're buying you properly assessed the fundamentals mm. of the stocks you are buying and then getting invest, into them then getting into it okay the other bias which is the bane of every investor is mm. loss aversion true, true. nobody true. likes losses yes. and uh, 
this has serious consequences in investing hmm. i'll tell you why first thing the concept of loss aversion states that the intensity of pain hmm. is more hmm. when you lose hmm. than the intensity of pleasure hmm. that you experience when you make profits yeah it says the pain of losses is twice the pleasure of success mm-hmm. this movie called money ball yes. there this uh, the guy the coach or the general manager he says that i hate losing yes. i hate losing so much that i actually i won't get that much of pleasure while winning exactly. but I, i really hate i think that's what you are trying yes. to be right okay. exactly exactly and it's good you brought in this uh, mm. money ball uh, movie simply because the same guy also has the solution Okay. on how to deal with biases hmm. moneyball is an excellent uh, example of how statistics and uh, data was used hmm. to, to succeed as a team yes and uh, prior to that uh, the team was not doing well because there are biases in how they were selecting yes, players yes so it's a good point that you brought in hmm. so uh, what we have to see here is that uh, people don't like losses and the pain of losses is uh, Yes. So I did the ideal way to deal with this is that when you buy a stock itself you should ensure that the probability of profit is higher than the probability of loss. Loss. Okay. All right. So that is how you should see the payoff in a, every stock you are buying. Mm. Like can, the payoff should be something like it can move up 20% in a good case scenario mm. and then in a worst case scenario it can fall 10%. Okay. Something like that. This okay. is just an example. Mm. Uh, that the risk I'm, reward should be yes, in your the, favor. The risk reward should be in favor of strong upside. Okay. Uh, that you cannot completely avoid losses, but uh, you can in a diversified portfolio you can outperform, mm. and uh, yeah, you can end up with good profits year after year if you follow this. The other thing with loss aversion is that once you have experienced losses, mm. you find it difficult to accept it. yeah primitive uh, mind kind of yes. tells us that this is not the way things are supposed to happen yes. and really makes us cautious isn't it yes exactly which is why a uh, nobel laureate daniel kahneman mm-hmm. who has done pioneering research in uh, behavioral economics mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he's written this path breaking book called uh, thinking fast and slow okay in which he talks about how our uh, biases influence our decision making mm-hmm. and uh, he says that when it comes to in- investing instead of asking the question how much can i make mm. you should first ask the question how much can i lose oh so decide what is your loss tolerance and then get into markets okay Ma- markets move up and down every day there will be losses investors mm. must learn to take losses in their chin mm. the other thing is they should also learn how to deal with losses, losses. if it is causing pain mm. they should resist the tendency to aggressively average okay all right well ideally what one should do is you should instead of looking at stocks individually look at your whole portfolio mm. and uh, look at your whole portfolio there will be losses there will be few with a pro- uh, with profits yeah. even if majority of your stocks are in a loss mm. one shouldn't have a tendency to average the loss making ones yeah uh, because we don't know some of them may never recover yeah yeah uh, so hey, average and actually increase my loss yes exactly because mm. what happens uh, when markets turn from bull cycle to a bear phase mm-hmm. is that in many investors would have found that they bought a stock in triple digits mm. they aggressively averaged in double digits mm. as it mm. fell down yeah and then maybe forced to sell it in single digits, single digits. we've seen many already it's playing out in the us markets where many supposedly 
uh, good technology companies are down 70 80% yeah not all of them are going to recover hmm. in india also we have seen uh, a lot of the hype new age companies falling significantly and uh, averaging it may not be advisable because one should first assess let's say let's take the case of zomato hmm. just because it went to 160 and today it is around uh, 50 uh, yeah 55 bucks or so yeah. uh, doesn't mean it is cheap Mm. uh i mean uh, doesn't mean right we have uh, one has to assess what is its intrinsic value mm. and uh, based on a an, uh, fundamental analysis of uh, companies for the fact that zomato is still unprofitable mm. it is not clear that even 50 bucks is a decent price yes. so one has to assess the fundamental value so that is one thing so what one can do to deal with losses in a portfolio at a broader level is this mm. instead of looking at the losses uh, the stocks which are at a loss hmm. treat your whole portfolio as fresh capital you have today okay that is your fresh capital let's say your invested portfolio was 1 lakh hmm. and today it is at 80000 hmm. treat it as 80000 is your fresh capital you have today to make money in markets okay. how would you invest it okay how would you invest it you don't have to do this assessment on a day to day basis but on a periodical basis so treat your current portfolio as your fresh capital and any new money that you can that you can add to it and how will you distribute in that process what you may do is a more positive reorientation of portfolio hmm. you will identify which stocks can do well yes and you will not be fixated on the stocks which have made losses hmm. Hmm. some of the stocks which are at a loss hmm. may be good stocks even good stocks go through to, periods of go through periods of correction hmm. so this would be one way to approach it hmm. Hmm. but our uh, because biases are so inherently connected to us right uh, i mean its investing bias is just one manifestation of it but yeah. i mean is there really is it possible to get over biases research is divided on this okay there is definitely no conclusion that we can overcome it hmm. most of the evidence is that it is difficult to overcome hmm. what we can do is we can uh, first thing we can do is try to be aware of it accept that we are biased there are certain fundamental flaws in my yes, approach in okay. human decision making okay. see these all biases are beneficial in some instances mm-hmm. uh, so just that it's not helpful in investing mm-hmm. all right uh, so uh, biases also have their role in evolution of humans mm. but not in investing in the asian country especially because we as a society in asia generally we are not very forgiving of ourselves when yeah. we don't do well right i think that's uh, society doesn't celebrate their people who don't do well as much as we do people who succeed mm. so in that kind of context success is very important people yeah. all all the time want to be successful so what would you i mean because everybody is coming in the market with that dream of uh, making money mm. if they experience this what do they tell themselves i mean one thing that people have see is that uh, markets is a difficult field as i said it's easy to enter mm. Uh, but it's tough to play. Hmm. Your uh, success to is win. Yeah, exactly. It's tough to play, and you have to be consistent year after year. Hmm. So what I would say is, it's not so easy to succeed in the market. Hmm. So if you've not succeeded, uh, you can of course persist, hmm. learning from the experience. Hmm. Uh, it's better to have a long-term perspective. Hmm. The other thing is, we should be forgiving of our losses. Don't be market. too hard on yourself. Yes. Because you've... Yes. I mean, look at. Uh, for example I'll, uh, i'm not sure if you heard of this you heard of this uh, recent news on uh, tiger global yes yes uh, correct that is one of the best 
hedge funds uh, in the last many years in the okay. US. In 2020 year, mm. the fund manager of Tiger Global uh, got an award as for one of the best uh, fund managers. Fund managers, okay. And uh, today we have data that Tiger Global has lost over 40% uh, in the first three months of the calendar year. Okay. And they have basically lost a substantial part of the cumulative profits uh, that they, they made. have made since inception. That is because when you started off, your portfolio was lower. Their portfolio has been getting bigger. bigger. Assets under management have mm -hmm. been getting mm -hmm. bigger. And when their AUM has been at peak, mm. they have lost over 40% in a three-month period okay. year to date. That kind is, of taking away everything that they really Yes. Earned. So even uh, the best fund managers yeah. can incur losses mm. and they can also succumb to biases. Mm -hmm. One could argue, why was Tiger Global so exposed to the markets mm. when markets were at peak valuations and inflation risk mm. was there? Mm. So uh, all these things are there. So my view is that investors should be forgiving of their losses. Okay. Uh, it's okay. not like everybody succeeds. Hmm. It's okay. 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 So. Great. Uh, this is a very interesting topic. I, I suppose we can go on talking about this biases for a long time. So that's all from us this week. Stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at BL Portfolio. Read us in print on Sundays and online at the hindubusinessline.com slash portfolio. Do share our podcasts in your circles if you find them useful. Thank you. Thank you.